The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Everyday Cannabis with host Eva Sativa. This groundbreaking podcast aims to clear the smoke on reefer madness by providing honest, open, and real cannabis talk with no sticks, no seeds, and no shame. Now, here's your host, Eva Sativa. Hello, and welcome to Everyday Cannabis. I am your host, Eva Sativa, cannabis advocate and patient, business consultant, grower and maker of medicine for my own personal use, of course, which is legal in this state. And if you are a new listener, I have dedicated my life to helping others after cannabis really brought me back to life. And uh, I uh, have, uh, if you're a new listener, I've dedicated my life uh, to helping others uh, improve the quality of their life like I did. I feel like I had a second chance at life, and it's kind of my mission to help as many people as I can before it really is my time. So I am really excited about today's show. We have a terrific guest with us today, Eric Carlson. He is from the Cannabis Chamber of Commerce. I bet a lot of you out there didn't even know there was such a thing as a Cannabis Chamber of Commerce, but this is serious stuff, folks. This is the most uh, highly regulated industry uh, in the country, and I don't think a lot of people realize that. And uh, we, we do a lot of work to make sure uh, that things are done correctly. Before we get there, though, I just I want to take a moment to talk to Katie because last time on our first episode, uh, we really didn't get a chance to introduce Katie properly. I mean, I asked her why she got into the industry, but that's that's like as far as we got with that. So I I would like to uh, give her a proper introduction. So uh, Katie has uh, won so many applications. Uh, she's been like the number one application writer in like the state of Nevada. She uh, beat out uh, numerous people to win an application in Hawaii. Uh, a lot of people don't maybe know what I mean when I say an application, but this is an application if you would like to open uh, a medical marijuana establishment like a dispensary or a cultivation facility or, uh, you know, a laboratory. It's an, it's a very extensive and exhaustive process. These things are thousands of pages long. Um, they really, really vet people before they allow them <laughs> to open uh, a dispensary in a state. So, uh, you know, this is one of the many things that Katie does. So, um, Katie, why don't you tell us more about what you do? Sure, Eva, thanks for that introduction. Uh, I just want to clarify that um, while I have written these applications, I myself am not the owner of any licenses. Um, Maybe someday I will own a cannabis business. Uh, But what I do is help uh, our clients, businesses who want to get into the cannabis industry to earn their business licenses. 
uh, in a lot of places, it's very competitive. And so you're in a sort of a merit-based competition where you have to submit the best package. So we come in and we put something together that, you know, really represents you to the best of, you know, your abilities and is also in compliance with local law. And these are just skills that are not always uh, in the wheelhouse of people who have been working in the cannabis industry. You may be the best grower out there, but you might not know how to write a response to a request for information from the government. So I do that dry technical writing. Uh, It's not the most glamorous job, but we do get it done. And we have had some success recently. Most recently, we were awarded, uh, well, our client was awarded a license in Hawaii, where we beat out both Woody Harrelson and the inventor of Tetris. So we're pretty excited about that. I mean that that that's that's bragging rights right there. I have to say, <laughs> the inventor of Tetris, which I was once addicted to, and I still hear the music in my head all the time. Do 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 do. So I, I also I like to brag about the fact that Katie was a cannabis uh, cup judge, just because I am so incredibly uh, like jealous that I like to live vicariously through that. <laughs> yeah, even you does put a little bit more glamour into it I think then really there is but I did serve as a, uh, cu- a judge for the NorCal Cannabis Cup earlier this year in the category of hybrid flowers it was a fantastic experience uh, it was actually quite a bit of work we only had a week to do it and a lot of samples uh, to we had to grade them on aroma appearance flush burnability effect and all out of a scale of five and then go back and recalibrate and make sure that everything was you know, just right because the companies who submit to these contests, they really have a lot riding on it. So we want to make sure that you have people who know what they're doing and are willing to put in the effort to make sure that they you know, give an accurate review. So it was an honor. It was a pleasure. I hope to do it again someday. Well, I hope that maybe someday I too will be able to have that honor. And if so... Please don't give me sativas just because my name's Eva Sativa. <laughs> I, I would I would like that category that you got the hybrid the hybrid category that would be a cool one or indicas. Um, so thank you so much, Katie, for for sharing that with you. I, I'm I'm one of your biggest fans, and uh, I consider myself very lucky uh, to call you a friend and to have you a co-host. As oh, right back at you. Thank you. So um, uh, we have, before we get uh, to our guest, I just wanted to take uh, one moment to answer some questions I've had about Boris. And uh, and also, I, I, I haven't mentioned that I do have two uh, other dogs in my pack. We have Matta Ball and Fushi the Pug. Uh, they're both pugs. And they are a little sad because Matzo Ball is 15 years old now, and it's on his bucket list to be famous. And Matzo Ball <laughs> and Fushi are both uh, CBD pet product users. And Matzo Ball being 15, he's gone through uh, skin cancer twice, and also he's had colon cancer. And to be 15 years old in a pug, that's pretty good. Uh, they say that he, he has the heart of, of a 10-year-old, which <laughs> I think is pretty good. 
So um, anyway, uh, they use the CBD and hemp-derived products uh, for their shampoos. Uh, they use the CBD products for matzo ball uses, like one for get up and moving. Fushi uses one to help him calm down. And if you didn't hear the first episode, Boris's uh, Demodex mange was actually cured uh, by a CBD product. And uh, it was quite an impressive thing to see because it happened so quickly when the veterinary medicine was not working and we were we were worried about it getting much worse. So uh, Eva, real quick, what's CBD again? And CBD. for viewers or listeners, excuse oh. me. So, so for viewers who are listening, CBD is one of the many pharmacologically active components of cannabis. There are many of them besides THC, which everybody knows because that's the fun molecule, but CBD, which is the word that nobody has ever been able to pronounce properly for me, but I believe it's cannabidol, cannabidol, cannabidiol. Can you pronounce it for me correctly, please? Somebody? Cannabidiol. Eric, you go for it. <laughs> cannabidiol. Thank you. Cannabidiol. Ding, ding. Ladies and gentlemen, you have heard it right here on the show. That is the correct pronunciation because I will murder it every time. But now I will try and do it correctly. So cannabidiol. <laughs> 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 and uh, and so C- CBD is something that is uh, incredibly pharmacologically beneficial and active. And I think we're going to talk about the benefits of CBD. It's probably going to be its own episode, but I'm hoping that we're going to talk about it a little bit here today. CBD is something uh, we'll we'll talk about this more today the legality of CBD but we're going to let we're going to let Eric uh, talk about that some more and uh, it is something that is used in veterinary medicine um, as well as as human medicine and honestly I was not a, a whole believer in can, uh, CBD alone without the THC until I saw how much it affected Boris and healed him so quickly and also having people come, you know, seeing thousands of patients in the pharmacy, uh, sorry, in the dispensary coming in and telling me uh, how it's helped them amazingly without using any hemp at all. Uh, one of my very good friends, actually several of my very good friends, that is all they use and they have told me it will, it has totally changed their lives. Uh, so I, I am a huge believer and a big advocate of, of CBD and uh, because I have a seizure disorder and uh, it is very helpful for seizures as well, um, it has always been my intention and I'm in the process of now getting off of seizure medication uh, and finding the right CBD THC combination that will work for me. Uh, that is something that you may have heard of CBD in the news a lot for because that that's uh, the the combination of CBD and THC or just CBD uh, can be very powerful in treating seizures. So I have just been told that uh, it's time to take a break, and so when we get back from the break, uh, we're going to talk all about these things that we've kind of brought up uh, with Eric Carlson, who is the Director of Hemp Affairs for the National Cannabis Chamber of Commerce and Managing Partner of New Forest Agriculture and just an amazing, terrific human being. Uh, Please friend or follow me on Facebook. My Instagram and Twitter handle are evasativa775 or you can email me personally at 
Eva at EverydayCannabisRadio.com. These are my real accounts, people. So I'm here for you. I want to hear from you. Uh, please send me your questions and I will answer them. When we come back, uh, we will start uh, talking to Eric and I will give him a proper introduction. So uh, until, until then, enjoy the break. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Do you want your business to change the world? At Pistol & Stigma, we know that the most successful organizations add holistic value to their communities. Our government and community relations professionals use methods that encourage social impact and accountability to develop your mission-driven work. Find out how at PistolAndStigma.com or contact us at 1-844-476-5448. That's 1-844-476-5448. Pistol & Stigma, connecting people to policy and you to your community. Cannabis is your passion, and you've worked hard to build your business. But the industry is evolving. Every day, new regulations make it harder to stay competitive. At Greenlight Drafts, we think compliance should make it easier. Our operations, plans, policies, and procedures can help your business comply with complicated and time-consuming requirements. While cannabis may be your passion, ours is compliance. Call us today at 844-GRN-LGHT. That's 844-GRN-LGHT. Or visit us online at Greenlight Drafts. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. listening to Everyday Cannabis. If you have a question or comment about our show, please send an email to Eva at EverydayCannabisRadio.com. That's Eva at EverydayCannabisRadio.com. Now, back to the show. Hello, welcome back. It is me, Eva Sativa, your host, and we are here with my co-hosts, Katie Ryder, and of course, Boris, the service dog, and today, we're not going to forget about Matzo Ball and Fushi the Pug. So, we are here with Eric Carlson, who serves as the Director of Hemp Affairs for the National Cannabis Chamber of Commerce and as the Managing Partner of New Forest Agriculture. So, having been involved in the legal cannabis industry since Colorado passed cannabis legalization, you've been doing this for a long time. Uh, how, how long has that been? When did when was that? Oh, I should know that date. January first of two thousand, really fourteen, was when the first uh, recreational sales to anyone over the age of twenty one uh, took place in Denver, Colorado. Uh, however, that's the first time consumers were able to uh, to receive it. Uh, right. Ever since the vote happened in uh, two thousand twelve, many industry professionals have been avidly working behind the scenes night and day, um, you know, just getting this industry progressed to where we know that it's going to be someday. So it's, you know, through the tops and turns, the ups and downs, it's always a joy working in this industry. 
It certainly is. It's a lot of fun. I mean, it's. I pinch myself every day that this is even an industry. Um, I don't know how old you are, and I'm, uh, but I, I am. I'm. I'm getting up there, and so it's. It's a dream come true. So, Eric, you took the route less traveled, um, and you've pursued hemp, and creating the infrastructure needed for its resurgence to thrive. Uh, you know, experiencing the firsthand turbulence a new industry offers um Mm -hmm. i I understand it's your intent that you know collaborating with professionals bureaucrats farmers of course manufacturers and um entrepreneurs that hemp day is one will hemp will one day provide the beneficial impact that rural communities are seeking um and uh I, I know also you've recently relocated from Denver, Colorado to Sacramento, California uh, and with your wife and your dog, Bodie. Uh, yeah. Your dog is Bodie. <laughs> he loved it out here. You know, he's a husky Malamute German Shepherd mix, so it'll take some time uh, getting used to the heat, but uh, he likes everything so far. So, yes, fresh, new in town to Sacramento. Um, uh, my fiance and her family are out here. However... Um, you know, come this vote, this upcoming November, um, California is set to become the largest cannabis arena in the world. And how exciting is it to be out here um, for that legalization vote when four years ago I was voting for Amendment 64 in Colorado to pass our legalization. So it's a story I look forward to telling my grandkids one day when they're like, Grandpa, tell us about legalization. What happened during that magical 10-year period when it became faux pas and, uh, and prohibition ended to now there's uh, tax revenues going to schools and, and all of our roads don't have potholes anymore because people are smoking pot and fixing up, right? So we're, we're able exactly. to do really cool things. <laughs> <laughs> what a great example. <laughs> I love that. Uh, I know. I, it's, it's amazing. Uh, what a story to tell. You know, um, we have a segment on this show that we like to do. Uh, and, you know, it's a, it's a new show, but it's one that we've been planning on doing called State of the States, where we can inform people about what are the different laws in, in the different states. Uh, because, you know, there's just so much information and so much misinformation. And, you know, you hear from your friend, this is legal, that's legal, this isn't. And one of the things that's been most confusing, really, uh, even for people in the industry to, to try and understand is what is the state of the states on hemp? So we hear, you know, um, a lot in the news about the laws but uh, progressing in each state, but they don't really keep you informed on what's happening on a national level when it comes to industrial hemp um, and also, you know, CBD products derived from hemp. Can you can you give us the down low, maybe a quick and dirty tips on, <laughs> on, on the laws? Wonderful. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's it's a it's a quiet thunder that's happening uh, behind the shadows of all the marijuana uh, talks in the newspaper, which is so fascinating and so um, so magical that all of this is happening so quickly with the marijuana legalization set to take place in California, probably Florida and Nevada. You know, some of the you know three large states here. 
Uh, and then we have hemp going on, you know, the weird non-psychoactive cousin that's always kind of, you know, got the mistreatment from the uh, federal authorities here. Um, it's happening at a very large scale by a very few people in this industry. Uh, you know, Colorado was technically the first to legalize commercial hemp production. That passed along with marijuana legalization when we passed Amendment 64. And then something happened in Kentucky, and Kentucky specifically followed a federal program. So to back up a little bit, on February 7th of 2014, President Obama signed the Farm Bill into act, which specifically stated that industrial hemp is defined differently as marijuana and allows state departments of agriculture and um, institutions of higher education, so like colleges, to be able to research um, industrial hemp and all of its uses and its purposes. There's been some really crazy people out there that have um, been working alongside the ag departments and, and working under a, like a contract under universities to be able to privately uh, study hemp. And a part of the studying of hemp is market distribution, which is commercial sales. So we have some very um, small ripples happening in a few different states. The largest hemp producing states right now are Colorado and Kentucky. And so with those two states really coming on board, the majority of hemp in those two states are dedicated solely for CBD production, uh, predominantly grown in a greenhouse or in the fields outdoors. Uh, CBD productions look identical to marijuana cultivation operations, predominantly female hemp plants that have been genetically bred to have a higher CBD limit while maintaining the federal legal limit for hemp, which is 0.3% THC. And that's a very special number. Um, it was made up by, you know, the government and the United Nations. It's a very arbitrary number, but technically anything is considered marijuana when it has above 0.4% THC in the eyes of the federal government. So, so, is it, uh, is it so that is, so everyone always asks, or, what's the difference between hemp and marijuana, right? So that's a real nitty gritty difference right there. Yes. And I, I'm always uh, confused about this just to, just to clarify, is it 0.3 or is it 0.03? It is three tenths of 1%. So 0.3%. Okay. Thank you for that clarification. You're welcome. Yeah, and, and that is a difficult number to reach. I had to uh, destroy most of my uh, one of my harvests because my numbers capped at 0.45% THC. So hardly anything that could obviously get a person um, to feel any psychoactive effect. However, it was not what the law stated. So I had to destroy uh, one of my harvests, which is never fun after putting uh. a lot of care and love into it. So, um, so it's, it's a very tough game we play. When I talk with hemp people, I really grind them and ask them, do you really want to do this? It is easier to participate on the marijuana side right now, predominantly because if a person grows a marijuana crop, they probably have an idea of where they're going to sell that crop to. On the hemp side, there's no infrastructure, zero infrastructure. Yeah, some farmers are starting to farm it, but who are these farmers going to sell their crop to? Uh, marijuana is predominantly used for medicinal, recreational, and spiritual pur purposes, where hemp can be used for thousands of purposes, right? So mm -hmm. if a farmer mm -hmm. grows a specific crop, 
where, where, where are they going to sell it and what's it going to be used for? And so it's always about working backwards, saying who's going to buy what? Now let's grow that specific variety. A very uh, um, blatant difference also between we're talking about hemp and marijuana. When we talk about marijuana, we talk about marijuana strains, right? Gorilla Glue, Girl Scout Cookies, you know, all the real, like Blue Dream, all these really famous strains now. In my world, I live by the word cultivars. And the cultivar is, you know, Fanola and X-59 and, and Carmignola. And most people have never heard of those, but those are the type of cultivars that I like to work with. Um, Very interesting. Kind of I'm sorry, interesting. I hate to cut you off because this is fascinating and I want to pick up right where we left off. But um, okay. it looks like we've got to take a, take a break here. Uh, so that is fascinating and exactly the kind of uh, information that people uh, probably don't know but need to know. And is, is, I've been wondering, why, why Kentucky? Because I, I know all these people that are doing things in Kentucky. So, uh, <laughs> so we're going to talk about this some more when we come back. And uh, please, uh, everybody, uh, if you have questions, uh, uh, tweet us. Talk to us on Facebook, uh, my Instagram account and my Twitter account. The handle is uh, Eva uh, Sativa775. We uh, look forward to hearing from you, and I bet you have a lot of questions about this. Some of the questions you might be thinking in your head right now, I'm going to try and ask, but uh, <laughs> we probably won't be able to cover it all in this show. So uh, <laughs> we look forward to uh, asking some of these questions when we get back. We're with Eric Carlson and Katie Ryder and me, Eva Sativa, and we'll talk to you after the break. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Do you want your business to change the world? At Pistol and Stigma, we know that the most successful organizations add holistic value to their communities. Our government and community relations professionals use methods that encourage social impact and accountability to develop your mission-driven work. Find out how at PistolandStigma.com or contact us at 1-844-476-5448. That's 1-844-476-5448. Pistol and Stigma, connecting people to policy and you to your community. Cannabis is your passion, and you've worked hard to build your business. But the industry is evolving. Every day, new regulations make it harder to stay competitive. At Greenlight Drafts, we think compliance should make it easier. Our operations, plans, policies, and procedures can help your business comply with complicated and time-consuming requirements. While cannabis may be your passion, ours is compliance. Call us today at 844-GRN-LGHT. That's 844-GRN-LGHT. Or visit us online at Greenlight Drafts. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. You are listening to Everyday Cannabis. If you have a question or comment about our show, please send an email to Eva at everydaycannabisradio.com. 
That's Eva at EverydayCannabisRadio.com. Now, back to the show. Hello. Welcome back to Everyday Cannabis with Eva Sativa. We are speaking with Eric Carlson right now, and he is the director of Hemp Affairs for the National Cannabis Chamber of Commerce. And we are talking right now about hemp, which is absolutely fascinating. Um, You know, there are so many different uses for hemp. I've always felt like hemp could save the world. (laughs) And so let's talk about what some of these uses for hemp are. Uh, What what are the the different uses for hemp? Well, there's... Many thousands, as we hear about. However, if a person, if an audience member is listening to this and they're driving around in a um, BMW or a Mercedes or a Toyota, they are utilizing hemp to some degree or another. Uh, those three automobile manufacturers are incorporating hemp right now into the body frames of the cars to make them uh, more durable and very lightweight. So there's a really cool industrial capacity there. Um, another really cool capacity is being able to use hemp fiber in super capacitator batteries. Um, so we no longer have to mine for uh, these, you know, very rare, rare type of minerals that uh, leave behind the, you know, environmental disaster that we can just plant a bunch of hemp and use those same components to build our batteries with. So that's something very cool. Uh, where are people making the most money in hemp right now? is uh, definitely for cannabinoid production, specifically for CBD purposes. Um, although there's many, many farmers and uh, uh, cannabis professionals growing this crop, I will say, although it can be very lucrative to some, um, some people are just not being able to make the money in it that they need to. It's truly an economy of scale. Uh, specifically in Colorado, um, over the past... Hmm, I don't know, three years, there has been a handful of companies that have really um, taken huge strides to become like the competitive uh, advantage players here. Uh, I got into the CBD game over three years ago when uh, prices were about $100,000 per kilo for a kilo of oil. And raw mm-hmm. CBD oil looks no different than maple syrup or honey. Kind of depends how you extract it using maybe ethanol or CO2. And then overnight, it went to $40,000 a kilo. And so mm-hmm. it just, you know, drops like that. And so some people just didn't have the, uh, uh, the wherewithal to really continue the operations forward. Yes, I've heard of people making hundred dollars to $200,000 per acre. And, and I ask, you know, is this sustainable? It, it's maybe, it maybe works for a cannabis industry professional, but for the everyday farmer, these farmers who are the stewards of our land, these farmers who are preparing their ground to feed families and other future generations, um, CBD is something that, in my personal opinion, should not be sold to them as pie in the sky. Uh, unfortunately, I've seen farmers in Tennessee and Kentucky and a lot in Colorado and even more in Oregon, uh, really salt of the earth farmers, not being able to market, sell their crop after harvest um, because of the lack of infrastructure in place. Um, so if I have a kilo of oil that's maybe now worth $20,000, I need to sell that to someone who knows how to manufacture that into a product. 
And then that product needs to be sold. And the ideal way to sell those products is through marijuana dispensaries or online. And online has a lot of fickle issues with it. And so we look at states like Kentucky and Tennessee, these these very conservative states who have a you know, a lot of hemp being grown predominantly for CBD purposes and no marijuana dispensaries to sell their products through. And so there's been some people that have unfortunately, you know, it's, it's a hard industry, right? Everything is difficult when it's, when it's so new and, uh, and, and it's infant stages here. My, my big focus right now is I'm doing a pretty uh, big hemp operation in in nowhere in Nevada. Um, and a lot of people said, no, hemp can never grow in Nevada. And I've got over 120 acres growing in Nevada right now. And it looks pretty perfect in my eyes. Um, and all of that crop is predominantly going to be used for its seed. Uh, we're going to harvest the seed from that. And if you've ever shopped at like a Whole Foods or a Sprouts, you might see like hemp hearts or hemp protein or hemp oil on the shelves mm-hmm. and in sure. America has a huge potential for a for a food market in hemp mm-hmm. versus like a medical market and I say the medical market by means of like CBD um, there there's definitely that need like Eva you talked about you know your, your pups and, and the benefits and that my, my dog takes CBD on a daily basis as well um, and then where where are the most people uh, going to be able to make money and who are the people that are going to be producing the most hemp is farmers. Farmers with hundreds of acres of land, with infrastructure, with equipment. And how do we take, how do we make sure farmers get paid for their work to make sure that a good organic product can be made by an American company? Because all of these food companies, of hemp food companies we see on the shelves at Sprouts and Whole Foods, all of mm-hmm. that comes from Canada. Oh, ah, okay. I didn't know that. Yeah, because all of the questions are, are like, uh, yeah. what about you know, clothing and food and beverages and paper and building supplies, plastics, fuel, uh, you know, chemical cleanup. Um, I have so many hair products and and uh, you know, even like tanning lotion and stuff made from hemp. <laughs> but this right. is not American made hemp. Uh, products, obviously. So, um, who who is it that is uh, is pro- trying to stop uh, American-made hemp, or 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 why is it not why is it not being made here? I, it I, it seems to me maybe it's obviously someone stopped it from being made here. Um, and what what are these forces working against a hemp industry reaching its full potential? Uh, you know, a smart malpractice attorney once told me if something doesn't make sense, follow the money and it will make sense <laughs> soon enough. Um, is, is that, is, <laughs> is that the Good situation? <laughs> no. And, and this is where I really want to um, go back to what Katie said at the beginning when she, when she talked about, you know, she's doing the dry work behind the scenes, but Katie, as we know, that that's so important in this industry because what you do is the beginning of, of starting. Yeah, a person cannot operate until they obtain a license, right? And in Absolutely. my world, it's like the license is a seed. Everything in agriculture starts with a seed. And so who follows that money trail back on where American farmers are obtaining their seeds is predominantly Canada. And my 
my operation in Nevada, we used uh, hemp varieties from Italy and Canada. And although this reputable source from Canada um, has been admired for being very easy to work with, uh, the genetics are awful. They're flat out awful. Um, I look at these Italian varieties growing. They're grown the exact same way. They get the same water, the same nutrients, everything. And these seeds from Canada look, br- I mean, the plants are turning brown and yellow, and, it, and, and everything is because of its genetic beginning. And so who are the forces currently working against an American hemp industry? Uh, I'll put on my conspiracy theory hat real quick here and say, you know, Canada had a 20-year head start. On, um, on hemp industry. Um, there are two predominant companies that were joined into one. So there's a monopoly in Canada who owns the entire hemp market. And so they basically own uh, the American hemp market right now, too, because all of those products are on the shelves of Whole Foods and Sprouts. Um, there, so there's, there's forces working against America because um, there, you know, some, sometimes, you know, we just we have to all learn how to play nicely, and so there's there's that uh, happening right now, and 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 it's difficult, you know, and and I and I see this because I'm working with farmers in five different states right now that use are using those genetics from this Canadian company who are having the exact same issue with it, and so if farmers don't have any luck growing hemp after a couple of years, they're gonna not grow hemp anymore, and so mm. it's a huge interference to the resurgence of what we can contribute, um, specifically if we look at Nebraska, in Iowa, in Illinois, in Indiana, the Corn Belt, there is massive amounts of money in corn in regards to ethanol and energy production. Uh, you know, corn is almost in everything we eat, unfortunately, in high fructose mm-hmm. syrups and, and everything. And there is massive amounts of money in corn that they do not want a substitute plant to come about. Um, and that's just something that, you know, the industry will just have to patiently wait. Um, will hemp replace corn or wheat? I, I personally don't think so. Um, but it's, it's definitely going to do better than chia seeds and some of these other superfood compounds that we're used to eating. It's going to be a great <laughs> It's certainly going to replace tobacco in, you know, in places like Kentucky, which is going to be, you know, great for everyone. Exactly. And the uh, except, for, except for tobacco, right? Well, you know, they'll just yeah. switch over to cannabis once the, right. the margins are right. 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 Well, I would love to see it um, uh, replace all the high fructose corn syrup that I am trying to avoid, and it's almost impossible. Uh, so um, I'm afraid that this time is going so fast, uh, at least to me, because yeah. this is so fascinating. Um, but uh, I'm afraid we're going to have to take a break, and uh, and then we'll be right back. And when we come back, I have some hemp-derived products uh, that I would like to talk about and uh, maybe try some while we're here on the air and and, uh, and talk about uh, what they are and maybe where they came from and how to know if they're good. So uh, we'll be right back with Everyday Cannabis with Eva Sativa and Katie Ryder, co-host, and our, our amazing guest today um, who is... Uh, totally awesome human being and extremely, extremely uh, knowledgeable on this subject. Eric, Eric Carlson, Director of Hemp Affairs for the National Cannabis Chamber of Commerce. We'll be right back. <laughs> 
Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Do you want your business to change the world? At Pistol & Stigma, we know that the most successful organizations add holistic value to their communities. Our government and community relations professionals use methods that encourage social impact and accountability to develop your mission-driven work. Find out how at PistolAndStigma.com or contact us at 1-844-476-5448. That's 1-844-476-5448. Pistol & Stigma, connecting people to policy and you to your community. Cannabis is your passion, and you've worked hard to build your business. But the industry is evolving. Every day, new regulations make it harder to stay competitive. At Greenlight Drafts, we think compliance should make it easier. Our operations, plans, policies, and procedures can help your business comply with complicated and time-consuming requirements. While cannabis may be your passion, ours is compliance. Call us today at 844-GRN-LGHT. That's 844-GRN-LGHT. Or visit us online at Greenlight Drafts. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. You are listening to Everyday Cannabis. If you have a question or comment about our show, please send an email to Eva at EverydayCannabisRadio.com. That's Eva at EverydayCannabisRadio.com. Now, back to the show. Hello and welcome back to Everyday Cannabis with Eva Sativa. So we are talking about hemp-based products and hemp-based CBD products right now because we're going to do our product review. Now, we try and do a 420 product review for those of you on uh, on the West Coast and make it 710 on the East Coast, but it's just really hard to time. So, we'll, we'll, we'll close enough. So, <clears throat> I've got a lot of different things here and Katie and Eric are going to help me uh, like decide, hey, how do I know if this is a good product? And and let's talk about it. We've got some CBD rich hemp oil supplement chewing gum. It's got 80 milligrams of CBD per pack. Now I'm in full disclosure. I went ahead and tried this one ahead of time because I didn't, I didn't want to try like every single thing all all at once. Um, So this one I tried this morning and it is made by Bang Hemp Products. Um, it has 10 milligrams of, it says 10 milligrams CBD, and then there is an asterisk. It says 17 milligrams hemp oil each. So what is that? Can you explain to me what that means for, for a consumer? That's confusing for a consumer. 10 milligrams CBD, 17 milligrams hemp oil each. You know, and unfortunately, it's just going to get more confusing to the consumer. Uh, the FDA two weeks ago in joint uh, statement with the USDA and the DEA put out a statement in how um, CBD products can be marketed and labeled as such. And so um, so hemp oil is now kind of a gray um, term. Uh, Bang is obviously a reputable company. In, in dealing with a chewing gum, for instance, um, my, my initial thought is they're using an isolate form of CBD, uh, which is kind of looks like sh- 
sugar or table salt. Uh, it's, it's much easier to mix into the formulation. And then being able to add like a dash of what olive oil looks like is just what straight up hemp oil looks like if you were to go out and purchase it at Sprouts or Whole Foods right now. Um, how was the taste, Eva? So I thought that it tasted pretty darn good. Um, you know, uh, the the thing I didn't like about it is that it had, uh, it, I believe, xylitol. Wait, yeah, yeah, I'm not like It had xylitol in it, which um, xylitol is very dangerous for dogs. And being that I have three dogs, I'm very nervous about having anything around with xylitol in it. However, um, it tasted great. And uh, I the... the uh, I didn't really notice any effects of it. Um, I will say when I took it uh, immediately, like there was no immediate effect at all. But I will say, and <clears throat> I don't know if this is just singular to me, um, uh, for the for the rest of the day, I felt like uh, every time I, I were to smoke or vaporize, um, you know, any type of marijuana product, I did not, it mitigated the side effects, uh, the undesirable side effects that I sometimes get like anxiety um, or, you know, they call it paranoia, but, you know, sometimes I, I can get a little bit anxious uh, and, and I did not uh, for the rest of the day. Good. So, and it may, you know, so it may it have also helped to uh, boost the pain killing uh, abilities of some of the some of the marijuana that I was using that day. So mm-hmm. I give it a, a thumbs up. Absolutely. What was your dosage for that, Eva? Did you just take uh, one piece of one chewing gum? Eighty milligram piece of chewing gum. And I took it in the morning, and it it worked for me all day long. It was an eighty milligram piece of chewing gum, not ten milligrams. No, 80, uh, 80 milligrams. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, you're, you're right. 80 milligrams per pack. Um, and so the, the uh, forgive me, 80 milligrams per pack, one piece, servings per con- uh, container, eight. So it was 10 milligrams. Right. Yeah. We don't want anyone out there to get confused and go all Maureen out on us and Thank eat the whole pack of chewing, yeah. chewing gum yeah. at once. <laughs> Follow the directions, people. And start with the minimum dose and then titrate your way up. That's the right, safest way to go. Well, I was at the way the label, yeah, it was confusing. Sometimes the labels are confusing. So that just kind of, it kind of goes to show you really have to read the label and not just glance at it like I just did. Okay. Um, so another product that I have here. So this is um, an interesting one that I'm going to try right now. Um, it's a cartridge made by a, pro- a pure jetty extracts. And it says approximately 700 milligrams of cannabis oil uh, made in California. And it's pure CO2 extracted cannabis oil. Um, and it just says, you know, store in a cool place. One for you, one for cancer. It looks like they're, and they're, um, you know, all in compliance with California. I do have a California uh, card, folks, uh, just so you know. Um, so, okay. Uh, very beautiful packaging. And it's uh, uh, just goes onto any cartridge. So I have a cartridge here from uh, a kind pen, and I can just screw it on. And so it's total of 700 milligrams per cartridge. And it's, uh, I like that it's compatible with, you know, I love it when everybody's compatible with each other. Um, so you don't have to buy a whole new pen. Um, so I, I'm going to say the taste is, uh, is not bad at all. It's not you know, wonderful, but it's not bad. <laughs> it's, it's smooth. Now, 
pleasant. No, Eva, um, is it more of a liquid type of sustenance or is it more of like a resiny type of? Well, it's a CO2 extracted oil and I will say that it is um, a very viscous oil. Um, so okay. I, they, I, it does not look like they have added anything to it. Uh, you know, it, it, there's, it does not look like there's any, it's pure, it's pure. And, and that's the name of the Good. brand is pure. Yeah. So there is no, it does not appear that there's any kind of PEG, uh, uh, propylene glycol or, um, added flavoring or anything like that, which I appreciate. So, um, mm-hmm. you know, and, 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 and I actually now, um, on the second or third, hit of this actually I'm starting to enjoy the taste it has very nice aftertaste and uh and I actually am feeling um feeling a little bit of pain relief already from this so um you know I'm liking this product very much and uh would definitely recommend it so how does somebody know if something is a good product because we're about to run out of time here, and I still, I'm going to have to have you come back on so that we can finish this. But, you know, I've gotten a cream for migraines, and this cream for migraines is actually made in Croatia and Germany. It, it says it's a proprietary blend um, and some other products like that. Um, and we'll post pictures of these products um, on social media after the show, but we only have about a minute left. So um, I'm going to let you close out the show, Eric, and, and give people some good advice on, on how, to, how to know if it's a good, a good product if they're trying to find this online because only patients are allowed in the dispensaries here, and, and that's really the only place to buy this stuff here. Right. Um, look to look to states uh, specifically like Colorado, Nevada, California. Um, in dealing with overseas companies and dealing with a, something called a proprietary blend, you just never know what happens. Um, you know, all the way on the other side of the world, it's just like our food source. If you want some really great food know where it came from, right? Um, Get to know the farmers, get to know the restaurants, get to know the people in your cannabis pipeline, get to know the growers, find out, do the research on the company, see if there's been anything bad written up against them, see what the reviews are like. And and just with anything, just do your homework and uh, and as always, just have fun and enjoy the product. And, And definitely, if it's not a good product, tell your friends, write a review about it so other people can learn along idea awesome and and post it you know post it on social media ask us um if you need help we're here for you that that's that's the purpose of this show is to help people and to guide them um on their journey with medical cannabis uh with cbd with hemp products with questions people who are just interested in learning or connoisseurs uh, we still you know some of us have questions and there's no stupid ones so uh we can't wait till you join us next week and uh until then keep it real and stay awesome thank you so much to my guests today it's been an amazing show and thank you very much audience see you next week Thank you for tuning in to Everyday Cannabis. Please join Eva Sativa for another episode next Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Until then, no sticks, no seeds, no shame.
Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. 